0: And if you enjoy our podcast, please give us feedback by rating us 5-star and share us with others if you think they may benefit from it. On behalf of my team, I thank you for your presence. This episode is about emotional intelligence in the workplace and in leadership. I was speaking on a panel. It was a conference about emotional intelligence at workplace in London, England. And uh, I get into a little bit of the history of emotional intelligence and how it entered the workplace. And then I speak about different aspects, six aspects of emotional intelligence, and also the definition of what emotional intelligence really means. Uh, Of course, this is just a short summary. If uh, you are interested to dive deeper into actual practice of emotional intelligence uh, in leadership and at workplace, you can uh, check out our um, live workshop if you're listening to this uh, before we offer it, or... Uh, perhaps look at our courses at our store and see if the uh, videotaped version of it is available uh, for your learning pleasure. Let's uh, take a listen together. Hello everyone. Um, My name is Mitra Manesh. Uh, I'm a, a mindfulness educator and I have been doing this for Uh, 36 years I teach mindfulness at uh, UCLA's Semmel Institute School of Neuroscience and Human Behavior Mindful Awareness Research Center and I also have a private practice where I um, coach and teach individuals and and workplaces to uh, bring a sense of emotional intelligence and awakeness to their daily life. I like to actually start talking about um, the fact that emotional intelligence and the subject of emotional intelligence is so, so new, uh, relatively speaking, historically speaking. Uh, The first time that it actually appeared anywhere was in the 60s. And then, of course, in the 90s, it was 91, and then 95, that it became a thing. And if If you look at the history of the workplaces, you understand why um, emotions in general and definitely emotional intelligence was not a subject or a thing in the workplace because um, we had the uh, the public life and then we had the private life. And they were not much related. So we went to work, and by we, I mean mainly men. They went to work, especially if they were in a position of um, decision-making. They were mainly men. And the emotions and everything else were separated. But a few things happened that uh, allowed or invited the emotions to even become a thing in the workplace. First first of all, the whole workplace and the way we did work changed Um Globalization happened, diversity happened, women went to work, and and really people who were in position of powers went from being merely managing uh, whatever they were doing uh, and became leaders. When the question of leadership, and I speak a little bit about the difference between these two, when managers became leaders, and managers, by the way, could be also owners, or then we called them later on CEOs, or any kind of C's uh, that was created later on, because as managers, they basically got the job done. They were uh, administrating or focusing on work, and they basically had subordinates reporting to them, and they're just getting the job done. And then the idea of leadership came in which basically was about innovation it was focused on people it was about convincing and sharing ideas and making decisions and doing the right things instead of doing things right so the whole dynamics of work decision making leadership changed and of course uh, women entered the workplace So uh, emotions became a thing, and it was no longer a swear word because we used to say, like, somebody is so emotional as if there is something wrong with them. Uh, In translation into human language, meant that they actually had emotions, and and somehow they were showing their emotions, which was an absolute no-no. So it became a thing, and then, of course, when... Science came in and supported the fact that there is something called emotional intelligence and it's good to have it, and then it really became fashionable. All of a sudden, <laughs> I would get uh, requests about, you know, do emotional intelligence. What's that? Do, can you do that? And <laughs> I would smile and say, we've been doing it for a long time. It's just now it has a name and a title And it's acceptable by decision makers, so it became a thing. So basically the way um, I coined a definition for emotional intelligence is that emotional intelligence is the ability to positively be aware and in charge of one's emotions as well as empathically connect with and uh, respond to and influence the emotions of others. So we're talking about here a few uh, topics. One was self-awareness, that I know what's happening in me. Two is that I have some kind of command of my emotions. They're not out of control. Three was that there is a sense of positive attitude. And I would like to explain that because this doesn't mean that we just put a happy face on things, but it means that we do have a positive attitude towards ourselves and people and and organization in general. And the fourth one is ability to respond instead of react, meaning we have a, using our choice, we're creating a pause in order to respond instead of uh, react and allow the stimulus basically be the leader of um, how we are showing up. And the fifth uh, part and aspect of emotional intelligence is having empathy for other people's emotions, meaning we understand and relate to their thoughts and emotions and experiences and truly are present to listen to them in a deeper sense of listening. And the sixth aspect of um, emotional intelligence is the ability to influence others. And by that, I don't mean manipulate others, but that means that actually in a healthy way, uh, include them and be able to persuade them instead of uh, manipulate them. So these are the six aspects of emotional intelligence uh, that I teach from and work with. And uh, the most common thing that I hear is that like, that's good, but you know, I'm just not one of those people usually when I'm coaching the executive, they think that We were born with them, and and I'm sure, you know, there are some people who are born with um, more tendency to have these uh, attributes, but the good thing about everything we're talking about from emotional intelligence to mindfulness or any kind of awakeness, both at work and at home, is that there is a natural tendency, a natural way of having it, but there's also Practices that allow us to cultivate them in a very um, practical way and and make them part of our style of leadership or style of our communication. Hope this episode answered the question or two for you, or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious.